trying to think of a joke guy. Yeah, I still kiss my dad on the mouth. Welcome to the third episode of Gowcast. Today we're going to be talking about Borderlands 3, which just came out this past year. But before we get into that, I'm one of your hosts, Caleb. Next to me is Nathan Workman. Nathan Workman. Uh, What have you been playing this week? I have been playing Dark Souls 3 again. Just more Dark Souls all the time. That and um, Doom. Just started up Doom because it was on sale for $7. Um, getting ready for that Doom Eternal. Going to be the game of the year. 2020. Going to beat Cyberpunk. Calling it now. Going to beat Cyberpunk. Um, that and me and Ange actually have been playing well, Clash Royale. Mm-hmm. And then Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, nice. I never played it. And it's really charming. It's really cute. And it makes me excited for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Microsoft's <laughs> gonna do it. <laughs> Go Xbox. Very nice. I've been uh, Strike Force, obviously. Been playing tons of that. Um, I also downloaded Doom because it was on for seven bucks. But unlike you, I've never played it before. Yeah. So um, it's cool having that first experience with it, and I really like it. Uh, it's a first-person shooter that has drawn my attention. So I'm very excited for Doom Eternal. Everything that I've seen about it is really cool, um, and it excites me. So playing. The first Doom through right now, it's making me realize that first person shooters can be fun. <laughs> and then, other than that, uh, you're like, sports are stupid yeah. until you play sports. Like, hey, I'm having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're a really young kid and you're like, baseball's so boring. And then you play it and then you kind of have fun. Baseball is probably the worst example I could have said. But <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like watching golf as a kid. Yeah. Like, this is boring. Now you watch golf, you're like, I was right. It still sucks. <laughs> but it's good to fall asleep, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what else have I been playing this week? Uh, actually, that's about it. Um, work's been crazy. And, you know, I have a girlfriend that I don't live with, so... Um, lots of travel time spent there, and she's not very much into video games, so... Not a lot of free time there. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like what we do here... Uh, Share the podcast with someone. That's the best way to help us grow. Yeah, share your mom. Yeah. Tell your dad. Siblings, friends, family, whatever. whatever. Yeah, just share it. Uh, let people know what we're doing. But enough of that. Let's get into the episode. That was really weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, like, finished the sentence together. Twins. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Borderlands 3 mm. came out this year. It did. Well, last year. Published... 2020 kill by Gearbox. Yeah, it is 2020. That's so weird. Um, what are your impressions of it? Spoiler free. So much fun. So much fun. It's just updated. It's like Borderlands One. We know life that game. I think that was in 2008, and we played 2009, that. 2008 or nine, whatever it was. We played it again and again and again and again, and couldn't get enough of it. Borderlands Two came out. It was just you know, upgraded Borderlands 1. I actually enjoyed Borderlands 1 than I, more than I enjoyed Borderlands 2. Really? Yep. But then Borderlands 3 came out, 
instantly became my favorite. So I'd go three, two, one. Never played the pre sequel. Um, but yeah, like the shooting, the mechanics, the guns, the fun, the the comedy hits most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. Um, but like it's like what everyone has said. It's just more Borderlands. Yeah. You know, it kept the fans of Borderlands happy. Improved it where. You know, it made it a modern game mm-hmm. as far as, like, mantling um, and um, what's the one that everybody likes? Sliding. sliding Even yeah. though the slide's not that good in it, I don't think. But maybe it's because I play Apex, where the slide is, like... It, yeah, so... Crazy good. The... Well, I guess I'll talk about this later, but there's things that can make your slide better. Oh. Um, but anyways, um, Borderlands 3 for me was exactly what I wanted to be. It, it was a game of the year contender for me because it lived up to my expectations and was exactly what I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when people came out saying, oh, it's not that inventive, it's not that new, blah, 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 it didn't need to be. Because if Borderlands 3 wanted to try something different, I feel like the only route it could have gone in is like the Destiny path, which yeah. which I don't want from Borderlands. Correct. When I play Borderlands, I want Diablo with guns. Yeah. And it did it really, really, really well. And the story was whatever. The guns were amazing. Um, but some of the new characters were fun. Like, I really enjoyed Typhon. Typhon was cool. Um, his logs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They, they were interesting. Troy and Tyrene were interesting. I, th- um, I don't think they're as good as Handsome Jack. I don't think anyone will ever be as good no. as Handsome Jack. Um, but they still did a really good job playing like the the streamer kind of vibe right yeah we'll talk about it when we get into the weeds of it but like how this was very much a modern thing like um you know you get we'll talk about it after but yeah the two main bad guys are like streamers like you would think of like a youtube streamer yeah imagine pewdiepie just started a cult and started killing the world yeah and he would like stream his uh yeah his um terror in a meme kind of way yeah and a lot <laughs> and of people that, that's kind of funny a lot of people are like youtubers don't act like that anymore it's like just go watch like jacksepticeye <laughs> oh, <laughs> they yeah, still they act do. like that <laughs> but uh, a lot of twitch streamers yeah yeah so <laughs> it it stayed true to what it was both in story and in gameplay yeah. and i respected it for that i don't think i could ever get it give it my official game of the year just because it's not revolutionary it's not you know what people say god of war was it's not what re2 was it's not something that brought me to a new place in gaming yeah where re2 did for me where god of war did for a lot of people right and it it just brings you into a new experience that's like this is the next step of video games right yeah it's not like you know god of war makes you cry um re2 gives you chills because the environment's amazing and you feel that like fear slash terror mm-hmm. where this game you don't feel that but there are points where I looked at the environment and I got like goosebumps but yeah. at no point did it ever like pull out an emotion in me where I was like game of the year instantly yeah. right like it didn't yeah. make me feel like Breath of the Wild did yeah it didn't make me feel like Gears of War 2 did when spoilers Dom's wife dies yeah um so I didn't have those feelings tied to this game at all but where that lacks, it makes up for and fun. Just yeah, sheer fun. For sure. It's like going in a bouncy house, bouncing around until you're tired, right? Yeah. And uh, that that's actually a really good analogy. Because that's what the game is meant to be. You you can 
play this game any way you want to. You can care and invest in the story, or you can not pay attention and just run around right, and shoot right. things, right? It doesn't make you, save for the very few cutscenes that are in it, it doesn't make you pay attention to anything, really. It doesn't. No, you could click skip on everything. It, it doesn't yeah. take you away from that consistent action throughout the game. So when you're playing, you can stop for a second and listen to the dialogue, or you can just go to the next zone and shoot things while people are talking in the echo com and not pay attention, right? Right. So I, I really appreciate that it did that because there are a lot of people that won't care about the story that play this game. And it's the same for like Diablo, right? There are people who just play Diablo to just get through it, right? Because the looting system's amazing, the weapons are really cool, the leveling system. I actually really, really enjoyed the uh what's the leveling system in Borderlands three called that's equivalent to Paragon in Diablo. Oh, their um, their post game leveling not system. True Vault Hunter. No, it's I forget what it's called, but it's like the levels that you get and you get those tokens and you spend. Yeah, them after different. you beat the game. Yeah, yeah, I forget what it's called, but uh, I it was Ultimate True Vault Hunter. Vault Hunter. Whatever. It anyway, is. that was a really nice touch because I hated the badass system in Borderlands Two. Yeah, because like the it. the the medals were so like you just got them at random. It felt whereas this you can see your progress. It's like okay. I unlocked this level, I can add another point to it. Yeah. Whereas the badass rank was more like, here's 50 medals, you get one point. You know what I mean? And you never really knew when you were getting the medals because it was like, you get 10 medals for doing this, you get 100 medals for doing that. And There's too much to keep track of. Exactly. Whereas this one, it's like very precise. Yeah, it's just kill enemies and you'll get another right. thing. Yep. And that I really enjoyed that about it. Um, yeah. And would you recommend this to people? Uh, if you want to have fun, absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to be a loser and not have fun, don't play this game. <laughs> if you have friends, I typically play games alone. And I did play the majority of this game alone. But like I mentioned before in a previous podcast that the night this came out, Caleb, myself, our buddy Brett, and our other buddy Matt, who owns Easy Mode, uh, Matt shut down Easy Mode, and we stayed there till like 4 in the morning playing Borderlands. Way past my bedtime. Um so that that was the most fun I had with the game. Yeah. Um, so I I liked it better with friends who I cared about. Yeah. I don't think I'd enjoy it if I played with people online. So depends. Different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah. Uh, I played this game basically completely solo. Wow, you're a lot louder than me. For I'll move closer. <laughs> for three playthroughs, um, and then I played with you guys for like what the first twelve to fifteen levels of the game ish yeah no we got to like level 20 was that what it was yeah, yeah that's the only time i ever played with other people um and i really enjoyed the game it was this story kind of just like got skippable right but i'm still finding new like little mini quests here and there like i didn't find um actually well we'll say that for spoilers but i didn't find certain things in the game until my second and third playthroughs where oh, okay. i was like really paying attention really looking for those like nooks and crannies here and there because i'm not much of a completionist but over four playthroughs i was able to find different <laughs> things in different yeah. areas right yeah, um, you got 25 percent of the pie on this one yeah 25% Wait, on which one. worked out where i was finding new things and keeping it fresh and enjoyable right yeah that that's i like that way of going about it because mm -hmm. you're not if you 100 percent one playthrough mm -hmm. and then have to do it three more times i could see how that's like burdensome and like you you get tired of it. Yeah, my goal was beat the game, get it to level 50, then go to the next one kind of thing. Yeah. And now that I have them all at level 50, I'm going back when DLC comes out or when new things come out and just upgrading my whatever it's called level. I should probably 
search that. Oh, I could have looked it up while you were talking. I'll look it. I'll look it up. But uh, we're gonna get into spoiler territory now. So I definitely recommend this game. Um, if you have not played it, give it a try. If you like Borderlands in the past, or if you like, you know, having fun, like Nathan said, it's it's a good game to do both of those things. Yep. Um, but before we get into spoilers, we'll do. I want to start a new segment of the show. Okay. Just a D and D update. <laughs> okay. D&D update from last week. We haven't played. <laughs> Spoilers now. <laughs> if you haven't played Borderlands 3, go play it or go watch something. Come back, listen to this, hang out with us. Um, so strap strap your little booties on. We're about to take you to Pandora and back. What's the system called? For visual, for visual watchers, uh, we don't have any video element. So for the audio listeners, Caleb's scrolling through. He's clicking on something. Oh, add. Ads. Killed that. That is not a, that's not appropriate. It's a Harry Potter <laughs> Guardian ranks. Okay. Yes. Alright, cool. Okay. Anyways, we're back. <laughs> I found that it's called Guardian Ranks. Um so yeah, going into spoiler territory like Nathan said, the this game is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that's gonna be the reoccurring statement throughout this entire podcast like yep. last week we said this game holds up so well a thousand times this week it's going to be this game was so much fun playing through um i mean the first mission yeah you know, claptrap's talking <laughs> you through this thing on how he's your god and then you invade this like um this stronghold almost and because we did it four players like there's just bullets and explosions flying everywhere and we just smiling right from the get-go you know yeah i found bo- the intro to borderlands 2 where, you know, Claptrap's taking you through that slow, um, fighting the bully mocks. Yeah, the, the winter zone. Yeah. I didn't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Like, for Borderlands 2, it takes me a while to get into that game. Yeah. Borderlands 3, we click start, our little intro happened, and we were in. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> I don't, I... Th- That's my opinion. Yeah, I think in Borderlands 2, the intro zone wasn't, like, classic Borderlands, you know what I mean? It was only the second game, yeah. but the first one had such a unique, like, okay, here's a dusty Pandora-style Mind you, that's the first level. we've ever got of something like that. Yeah, right? and then, but this one did it again in that same spot, but they made it a little bit faster, and they made it more exciting to learn the initial mechanics, right? Especially for people who haven't played before. If Borderlands 3 was your first one, it did a pretty good job of teaching you everything that you needed to know in that intro segment. And it gave you that aesthetic that I loved. Whereas the second one, similarly for me, it didn't click with me as well. I still love Borderlands too. Yeah, I want to start off in that Mad Max desert feel, yeah. shooting... I was going to say commies. <laughs> shooting <laughs> shooting the, the humans, right? Yeah. What are they for? The psychos. The psychos. I don't want to be shooting these weird bully mock creatures yeah. in the intro. Yeah, um... So the the intro zone for Borderlands 3 was really, really fun. It taught you everything that you needed to know, and it gave you most of the things that you needed for the rest of the game. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like in terms of things that you acquired late in the game was how long it took you to get the uh, the artifact section. So long. It Like, you didn't get it until you were, like, level 30. Yeah, no, like, legit. Like, yeah. I'm level 35 or 36 or something like that, yeah. and I just got it at 30. Yeah, Yeah. It took, it took forever to get it. So that was kind of annoying because I wanted to start using like everything sooner right but the game is bigger than the other two or the other three so it felt like it was filling more time but yep. once you unlock it it's like there's a bunch of stuff that it throws your way yep so 
something I really liked about the game is like your sanctuary, your home, your mm-hmm. like safe zone, home area. In the first one, it was just uh, from town to town, whether it be uh, New Haven yeah. or Firestone. Yeah. The second one was you had your sanctuary. Sanctuary. Then it eventually goes up in the sky. This third one, your sanctuary is like this spaceship, and you can go from planet to planet in this one. You're not just stuck on Pandora, which was really cool. Um, but within this sanctuary, you have all the characters that you fell in love with over the series, each with their own, like, respective, you know, moxie. You can gamble, sell guns, mm-hmm. tip her. <laughs> uh, your doctor, Marcus, yeah. is there. Everyone's there. Rest in peace, Scooter. R.I.P. Scoot. Um, <laughs> but then each character has their own room, and you can put, like... It's it's stupid little touches that I actually enjoy, because you can hang stuff in your room, yeah. you have your vault in your room, and your room is styled towards the character that you choose. Yep. So... Yeah, the, the one little corner, and it has, like, all the different gadgets, yeah. depending on what character you play. Yeah, yeah, so my character, like, her room is all purple and zen and very um meditatively thought out i don't know how to like describe it because i i don't i'm not i'm not one with myself (laughs) (laughs) yin and yang (laughs) yeah when you play uh as uh flack i think he has like some food in the corner for the beasts and he has like different little pieces of different um animals if you play as Moe, she has like different gunner arms and like mech pieces cool. and then if you play as zane he has uh like an extra drone mara like you said each character has a touch but yeah. i really appreciated hers because like she had like this you know she's a brawler she has a punching bag in yeah. the middle of the room she has that big round bed yeah that bar i just thought i thought that was a cool little touch yeah uh, there, there's a lot of attention to detail in attention terms- <laughs> attention the <laughs> digit <laughs> I'm fighting a cold. <laughs> no, but there's a, there's a lot of things that it uh, it gave you details that you didn't need necessarily, and it was really cool because it didn't just do that for the characters you played, but the characters that are existing from the previous games, like where you go into. Um, you wouldn't have done this yet, but once you beat the game, you can get into uh, Firehawk's room. Oh, okay. um, Lilith. Yep. And she has like a bunch of stuff in there that's from previous games from what you know about her and it's That's like cool. it's like it's really touching right it's little like that Easter moment eggs, yeah um and then when you go into uh what's the little girl's name the new one this uh, new siren yeah i can't remember i forget her name but when you go into her room after you do that mission it like adds all those things yep. that you collect and stuff and it, it just gives those little details about what's coming next but also what has come before yeah and it's cool like in zero's room he has a hit list of like yeah. these characters all over the game and when you kill them they get marked off the board and you can see your progression and yeah and sir hammerlock's room you have to kill these epic beasts yeah then their heads get mounted like yeah on stuffed and mounted and it's cool like these little not cool for me because like the completionist is like yeah I have to do all this. Like, that's yeah. why I haven't picked Borderlands 3 up. It's like, because there's so much to do. Yeah. Um, but it's so cool. Like, they get, they gave a lot of content. In and they're that, still giving content. In that Destiny style to pe- keep people coming back. Yeah. It's not like people are grinding out um, gear scores, yeah. per se, but, like, finding the new guns, playing the new content, yeah. like, hunting these new things. Like... In Ellie's garage in Sanctuary, there's these car parts that are hologrammed all over the garage, 
and you have to I'm assuming find them I still haven't even found one yet yeah yeah uh, so there's different um, but there's so much to collect so yeah. much to do so for Ellie there's like different um, vehicles that you can acquire that are like secret vehicles and they're hidden in different levels or if you destroy certain types of or sorry steal certain types of uh, vehicles and then scan them in the uh, oh that's what that in the is. catch a ride system then it'll it'll transfer over those parts and you can now build them and use them in the vehicles that you already have okay so it, it's really really cool because everything that was existing in the game they ramped up yeah and then everything new in the game is very it fits into the aesthetic or the feel of what borderlands is as a whole yep I liked um, I know we're all over the place with this but this game is literally all over the place. <laughs> I liked how they... We referenced this in a previous episode. They took a lot of pop culture and put it inside the game. Like, one of the vehicles is just a, a wheel that spins. Yeah. And it's from Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, when General Grievous is driving. Yeah. There's a mission that's based on Lord of the Rings and the Mines of Moria. Yeah. There's... Um, a mission based on uh, the room or the disaster artist. Yeah, we'll talk about that one specifically later because that one's so freaking funny. Uh, Elon Musk flamethrower. Yeah, like, pop Rick, culture. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Pop and culture. Pop and culture. <laughs> pop culture is just littered all over this world. Some tasteful and funny. Some it's like I rolled my eyes at. I'm like, yeah. this is really stupid. <laughs> but but yeah. it, it's it's broad enough that depending on who you are and what you know different parts are going to make you roll your eyes, different parts are going to make you laugh, right? It kind of hits all those different zones, so you can come from any part of, like, nerd culture and have something to appreciate in it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot, even with those things, there's so much attention to detail, even in the movements that they make or the weapons that they use, um, specifically with, like, the special enemies. Like, Like Rick and Morty they give them super specific weapons. That green blaster. Yeah, yeah. and then when you... The portal hole thing. When you fight... um, (laughs) There's the one wrestler. Secret mini boss. But I forget what he is, but like even the way that he fights, it's different than a normal um, psycho, like the giant psychos. And it just gives those little attentions and those movements and the animations to reflect who that character is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It can be the most specific thing, and like you see it, and you'll you'd appreciate it if you knew it. But if you didn't know it, it would kind of go over your head, and you wouldn't notice. Right? Yeah. What did? How did you feel about um, enemy variety type? So this game probably did the best so far. I agree. The only th- because number two focused too much on wildlife. I felt okay. Um, there was way too much fighting. Skags, bully mocks, um, stalkers, and like all of the things that I kind of found annoying to fight. This one focused a lot more on robots, I think, overall. But a lot of them were humanoid shaped anyway, which I kind of that's what I like about Borderlands. I like you know having the most overpowered Jacob's sniper shooting them in the head and watching their brain burst. Like yeah. that's the favorite part of the gunplay for me, right? Right. Um. So when I got to do that more of this game. It really brought out the enjoyment, and there was enough different varieties of enemies that every time you did it, it felt different, or finding the weak spot wasn't just shoot at their head. It was shoot at this very specific shoulder, or, like, get them in the back, like, whatever it was, and all of them had um, unique kill animations and all that stuff that was fun to play through and fun to experience and discover. Yep. 
I think um, I disagree with your Borderlands 2 statement. I think that was more robots. There was so many robots. The Hyperion the robots? The Hyperions, yeah. yeah. I didn't, that's part of the big reason I didn't like Borderlands 2 as much. I liked it. I didn't like mm-hmm. it as much, though. It's because there's so much robot killing where... In the first one, I was so used to shooting me some psychos, mm-hmm. and it was fun. Like something about killing those psychos is just so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. So this third one, kind of was the best of everything. It yeah. Had, it had a good balance of humanoids. Yeah. Uh, wildlife, and there wasn't a lot of robots unless you, you were in the so. city. I th- yeah, because I think because I spent so much time. Um, in the zone where there's a lot of robots. The city zone. Yeah, like where. Um, Lorelai is. Yep. There's a lot of robots in that area, and you spend a lot of time in general on that planet. Yeah. So I felt like there was a lot of robots, but I didn't mind it because they were varied and different enough. Um, and there's, of course, like wherever you go, the cult is everywhere. So you're always guaranteed to fight them as well wherever you are. So it brings out that difference in enemy types. Yep. I agree. Um, <laughs> now, what did you think about. Um, I go through different phases. Like yeah. some a year ago, I was crazy about serial killers and serial killer movies. Like I was, I couldn't get enough of them. Before that, it was zombies. Like I okay. loved zombies. I always love aliens. Aliens will always be number one. Yeah. But like, the cult aesthetic and the cult the the cult bad guys mm-hmm. has been big for me lately. Where it's yeah. like that interests me and like why people join cults and do crazy things in cults so I think how like obviously it might have been um, trying to reflect what the developers think or the story writers think the real world is like Yeah. but you know like you go on YouTube like comment and subscribe and you're following these people wherever they go you're watching them and laughing them laughing with them and you know what people say come hang out with us come listen come hang out with the podcast it's like yeah. you're not actually hanging out with these people <laughs> but like what you do with your time and how much time you devote to what you watch and what you listen to, especially if it's one thing, I can see the cult mentality behind that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of liked how they were streamers, Troy and Tyreen. Yeah. And they had this cult of followers, like they called them their followers, yeah. right? But it was a cult, so it kind of hit like what I think a modern cult would be. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you think of that? So there's I know a, that was kind of word vomity, but yeah, there's a lot of cult reference and cult centralization in a lot of media right now. Um, I think it started when the following came out in like. I've never seen that show. It's good. I like it. Kevin it's, Bacon, right? Yeah, Kevin Bacon. So ever since that, I felt like that was the starting point. There might have been something else, but that's what I specifically remember. Yeah, his name's um, Jim Jones. And <laughs> ever since then, there's been like this like fascination <coughs> with uh, like the cult mentality mm-hmm. in media whether it be tv video games like far cry had its thing and then there's been a few other oh uh, uh, yeah that like assassin's that. creed had its yep. cult thing and now borderlands has its cult thing and they did it really well in terms of spreading it was like a community message almost because instead of cult mentality it's almost mob mentality and you look at the world now and some of these youtubers and the power they hold like the influence that they have and what they could really do if they wanted to in terms of, like, setting people afire in certain directions <laughs> because there's so many younger kids, there's so many young adults, there's so many adults who follow these people religiously. And if they were to say, like, do this, some of them probably would. Like, look at 
the Area 51 raid, for example. Some people <laughs> actually went to that. Not what people were expecting, but, like, the fact that... Apparently they had a good time. Uh, the, yeah, the, but, I mean, the fact that the internet can do something like that, that's so taboo. Area 51 in general is very, like... It's a government facility that civilians aren't allowed in. Yeah. And they just showed up. It's very, like, counter-government, right? And if something like that can happen without an influence leader, per se, what could happen if someone like PewDiePie or someone like Jacksepticeye or Markiplier or, like, literally anyone, there's other ones. Like, Dude Perfect. What if Dude Perfect started something? Do you know how many people follow Dude Perfect, like, (laughs) religiously? It's scary. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it gave that vibe of what power these people actually have. And it touched on it in an extremist way, obviously. Right. But it also, it makes you think about that kind of stuff. Like, what am I devoting my time to? Who do I follow so closely that could influence me to do something like this, right? And it's kind of extreme when you think about it in that way. But how many times do you buy merch just because you like someone and they tell you to buy their merch? Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it goes along the lines with that. So I thought it was a really cool message. The way they did it was obviously extreme, but it relates in a way that I think is more relevant than a lot of people realize. Do you think it was purposeful, or do you think they're like, this would be funny? No, I think it was very intentional. Gearbox's um, development team is with it enough to have writers and stuff that would have knowledge about this kind of stuff and would want to test the waters. They're a very controversial company to begin with, not in terms of like everything that they produce, but Randy Pitchford, a lot of the stuff he says is challenged and, like, people don't like him because... Is he the guy who did sketchy stuff? He's kind of a goofball and, like, does a lot of dumb things and says dumb things on the internet. But uh, with that being your lead, obviously it's going to be reflected in some spots. And uh, I think that because they have that persona about them, they, they can reflect and use that in their medium to make people think and to use it in their writing and uh, different things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, enough about politics. <laughs> what do you think about the guns? Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. There's the variety, the the amount, the the abilities, like everything was just so well done. It's one thing to say how well done it is, but I think that's something you need to experience, especially if you've never experienced the Borderlands game. Mm. If you jumped into Borderlands 3 and like you pick up the first gun, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Then you pick up the second game, and you're like, oh, that's pretty neat. And then you pick up, like, the fifth, sixth gun, and you're like, what the heck? This thing has legs? You know what I mean? This thing, sing, this thing does dubstep, grows legs, and then explodes? <laughs> yeah. And there's just so much of that. And, like, I could sit here and talk uh, hours about my favorite guns in the game. But that I think it's genuinely something that you have to go in, out and experience. But in that vein, my favorite type of gun is Jacob's. I love using Jacob's guns. Yeah. Their, their pistols and their snipers. Those their were, pistols are my favorite. Those were my two favorite things to use, no matter what class I was playing. Uh, they added the bullet ricochet yep. off uh, critical hits, and that's how I play Borderlands. I always go for critical hits. So it... <laughs> okay there, bro. <laughs> it really uh, it complemented my play style. Right. And it, it was so cool because no matter what playstyle you have, there was a gun for you that would fit that. There was an ability for you that yeah. would fit that. And it just, it, it goes so deep with how many bullets can this gun hold? How many, like, what's the cooldown rate of, uh, or sorry, the fire rate of the gun? How quickly can you reload? And there's, like, all these different pieces, and you can have the same gun, but each gun that's the same has a different piece 
within that, like, this gun can hold seven bullets, this gun can hold ten. Right. This one can reload in 2.3 seconds, this one can reload in .08 seconds. You get your spreadsheets and you compare it. Yeah, and it, it gives you the ability to do that, but you don't, you also don't have to care the gun's the same gun, but there's better variations, and especially when you go into, like, Mayhem 4 mode, and you're just against these crazy ultimate bosses. I don't think you've unlocked it yet. No, not yet. Uh, when you're reversing these like boosted enemies, it gives you that advantage having the faster reload speed or having those two extra shots in your chamber. Um, so yeah, the guns were huge. Um, if you get really nerdy and spreadsheety about it, it's even bigger. Mm -hmm. But even if you don't care about that stuff, if you jump in and you're going through the game, you'll never find the exact same gun twice. Yep. Which is something to say because almost every enemy drops a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... I like what you said. I, I talked about it a little bit last week on the last episode, but, like, there's just so many guns. Like, I appreciate that, obviously, they came up with a system that just produced these. Like, there's no way the developers made billions of guns, yeah. right? But, like, 99.9% .9 of what I pick up, I never even look through. Like, yeah. I never even touch. And, for like, like, what was the meeting? It's like, what's Borderlands 3 going to be? One billion guns, <laughs> and all the investors are like, <laughs> "It's like that." Um, the game I I really enjoyed, No Man's Sky, mm -hmm. where they had this system. They created this system that just produced as a universe. Yeah, and like there's maybe millions and billions <laughs> of planets. I'm never gonna be able to go there, <laughs> you know. Like no one's ever gonna be able to go yeah. through all of them. So I appreciate that there's that many guns, but at the same time, in my head, I'm like, this is too much. I'd rather. And I know that's all about you find your good guns and then you keep them and, yeah. you know, just try and find ones that upgrade them. But at the same time, I'm like, what's the point of, like, I'm level 30. Why are you still dropping commons everywhere? Yeah, I think the big thing, too, is, like, once you hit your legendary gun status, it's just grinding to find that next legendary. So you don't even pick up well to sell to sell because the, okay. the big thing for the upgrades in this game was buying all the stock upgrades from uh, yeah. Marcus and when you get up there they cost a lot of money so like just picking up everything yep so depending on where I am I'll look at the price of a gun before I pick it up and if it's above a certain amount I'll pick it up to sell it and if it's below a certain amount I won't really bother but I think that they did it well enough that once you, like, you're building your progression, obviously, and you're, like, you get to the blue level guns, then the purple level guns, then the you get the legendaries eventually. And once you get there, it's just grinding to get all those different legendaries, like I said. And once you have those, it's, especially when you're in mayhem mode, if you've beaten the game, play on mayhem mode, because it's so much more challenging. But it's going to certain areas, finding out what enemy types you're fighting, and then using the appropriate legendary weapons against those specific enemies right yeah so i love using jacob's guns but if i'm verse a bunch of enemies with high shield capacity it's not going to do much i'm more i'm better off using a hyperion sniper or like a some sort of electric malawang gun where i'm taking them down those shields faster shields down pull out my jacob's pistol shoot him in the head it's done with yeah and it, it gives you that variety and that challenge so if you're just playing on normal mode going through the game, yeah, it's going to be... You can pick your favorite gun and just use it the rest of the game. But once you get into that mayhem grind and you're fighting those challenging bosses, you're doing, like, the Malawan raid or the um, the October one that they came out with, the, the Halloween raid yep. that they did, 
you actually have to think about what you're going into those areas with. Yeah. And I really, really appreciate that because it's a game that you can go as deep as you want with it. You can make it as challenging as you want with it. And you don't have to necessarily be like, at the starting of the game, oh, I want to play easy mode or I want to play hard mode. It's all within the game itself. It's like, just change the note and it's Mayhem 4. Oh, that's too tough. I'm going to go down to Mayhem 2. You know what I mean? And I that's something that I think a lot of games can learn from. It's not about making a game super easy or super hard. It's about finding that balance and then providing challenge, optional challenge within that game. Like, I think even, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Dark Souls does that to an extent. It's a very challenging game, but once you beat the game, there's post content that's even more challenging that you can do if you want to. Well, there's DLC, yeah. Yeah, and uh, even some bosses you don't necessarily have to fight, right? There's optional bosses. I w- there's no... Um... There's no baby mode. Yeah, it's um. But there, but there are harder challenges. Well, yeah, I mean, optional. like you. <laughs> one of our buddies, he did like a level one playthrough. It's where you don't level up at all. Mm-hmm. You just you just get equipment and go from there. So there's challenge in that, but that's all like self-made challenge. Yeah, where the game's not necessarily designed to. You should stay at level one. It's yeah. Like, no, you need these souls or you're going to die. Yeah. Unless you're very good at the game. So th- I think that's something that goes along with my point too, though, because it's challenge you can create within the game. Yep. Yeah. And okay, yes. Yeah. Then yes. Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with having an easy, normal, or hard. Not that there's anything wrong with like being able to change it in the middle of it. But I think there's more to say when you make a game. There's a, there's a way that you can play it that makes it the best game possible, right? Right. And I think... From software is really good at that, and I think the way Borderlands did Borderlands Three, they made it very both accessible and challenging at the same time, and I really really appreciate that. And I I want to see more developers and more publishers promote that in their games because if you play a game like let's say Resident Evil just on easy mode, and that's the only experience you ever had with it, it doesn't bring out necessarily that that fear factor that the game wants you to experience. When you're down on ammo, you're in hard mode, and, you know, tyrants behind the corner, and there's three zombies in front of you, it's much more immersive than being on easy mode. You have all the ammo in the world, and all (laughs) the zombies are one-shots, right? (laughs) So I think that there's something to say with finding that balance of making the game that you want to make with the experience that you want players to have. If that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> there's my tangent about... <laughs> there's our weekly game developer <laughs> suggestion uh, slot. So, um... IRS's consultant. Yeah. What did you think about the characters? Um, the playable characters. The playable characters. I only played Amara. Mm-hmm. I, I liked her. Um, yeah, just... you're. I don't typically play the brawler. Yeah. But right from the get-go, I was like, okay, I'm going to be the siren this time. Because they're usually the most important people in the world. Um, but I really liked her. Like, um, the three different builds you could do. Yeah. Um, the, well, there's, like, the corrosive-based one, the fire-based one, and the energy-based one, or whatever it was. I found the corrosive build to be the best build. Okay. It was more um, more of a brawler build. Yeah. Um, the energy one was like you could you could send forth your I'll call it your chi and yeah. an explosion would happen and okay. I haven't touched the fire build yet yeah. but I like the corrosive one because it's more brawling and you you get souped up and you can just keep clicking melee and punches happen and it's really cool yeah and she has like a self revive yeah. on that build okay cool so it's cool like seeing 
even like seeing on YouTube videos, like people identifying good builds from bad builds and yeah. being able to pick it out pretty easily. Yeah. I didn't expect that from a game like Borderlands. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that was cool for each. I'm assuming for each character, you can yeah. speak more to it. But, um, you know, the dialogue was f sometimes fun and quippy, sometimes yeah. cringy, sometimes whatever. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I think my favorite character in terms of who they were as a person was Zane. And then... That's who I'd play if I play another one. My favorite ability character would probably be... I'm gonna get hate for this, but I I really enjoyed Moe's, like the teddy bear thing. The teddy bear. Thing. Yeah, the big mech. Oh yeah, that yeah, comes yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Iron Bear. Iron Bear. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of uh, Tiny Tina. No, the, when you said the teddy bear, um, the character, the what's his name? Oh, isn't it uh, Ice T? Uh, yeah, Ice Plays T's him. character. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I can't think of his name. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I imagine... Screw you, Genevieve. <laughs> yeah. Imagine riding around in him yeah. just shooting people. Yo, I got this ship. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Anyways, um, she was... Her abilities I related with most, which is funny because she's very, like, assault-like, whereas I'm more of a sniper player in Borderlands. Um, but regardless, she had just, like, the, the nodes that I wanted to invest in that made me feel like I couldn't face this wave of enemies at first, but because I invested into this node, now I can challenge this type of enemy, right? Node, good dead space word. <laughs> yeah, we should do dead space. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in terms of characters, those were my favorite two. Zane's writing was really quippy and really funny. I'd probably like it. I don't know who the voice actor was. Keep talking, I'll look it up. But the, they're, I think they're Scottish. He sounds Scottish. He could be Irish, but there's not much of a difference. One likes haggis, one likes beer. It's the only difference. <laughs> um, but he, he was really funny. He was really quippy. He had, like, a lot of lines that were double entendre sarcasm kind of thing. And I really, really appreciated what they did with him. Um, His name's Clanberry. Clanberry. Yeah. Is he Scottish or Irish? I'll keep looking. Keep talking. Um, he he had the most character to him, I think. I, I, I don't remember a lot of Amara... Um, because she was kind of forgettable for me. Yeah, there's nothing that really stood out about her being like a Troy Baker, yeah. like a handsome Jack. Yeah, I don't think any of the characters were. Um, because Borderlands, the main characters aren't necessarily the main dialogue pieces for the game. But I think this game did the best in terms of having the most dialogue with the characters. Like, there were parts where you're with Lorelai and your character actually has, like, a conversation with her. Or you're talking to Lilith and Claptrap, and then your character will actually respond to what they're saying. Um, and each character has a different one, depending on which one you're playing with, right? And it, it was cool to see them give a little bit more personality than in previous games. <laughs> it's not clan, it's Kyan. <laughs> C-I-A-N. Uh, the other one did a straight I. <laughs> um, nationality. No nationality. He's six feet tall, though. <laughs> okay. Regardless, um, all the characters, they, they were given a lot more to say and do in this game. The only thing I didn't like that they did with the characters was they completely disregarded them in all the cutscenes. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it's so weird. Like, are, you, are we supposed to be the our characters the camera? Yeah. Or, you know? Yeah, like when we beat the... When you beat Troy, and it's just the sirens there, and I get they really wanted to push sirens in this game, 
but it was kind of disappointing when you would have all your characters um, beat the boss and then they just kind of disappear from the rest of the world and it's almost like it makes you feel like the sirens didn't do anything during that fight that was all me (laughs) Uh, but I get what they were trying to do it was more about building that world than our characters world it wasn't a story about the characters that were playing it was just about the world around them um which isn't necessarily a video game trope that's explored much so it's different mm-hmm. um but i i get it it's not it's like a any game where the world takes precedent over the character right and if you in sanctuary you have all your beloved characters um from past games if you had to kill two of them off the ship who would they be ellie you don't care for ellie can I, and can I kill uh, Clap Chap's girlfriend that you make? No. No? No. Tannis. Yeah. How about Annoying. you? How about you? Same. <laughs> Same too? Yeah, probably. Yeah. See, I like Ellie. I love, like, she has some of the funniest dialogue, but it's... He, she's not Scooter. <laughs> yeah. And then Tannis is just whatever. She's annoying. Uh, she has some funny lines and like the her voice actor is great. It's just I don't really care for her as a character. Yeah. And other characters I didn't really care about in this game were um, Brick, Mordecai, and Tiny Tina. You didn't like them? I liked Tiny Tina, but the other two, like I didn't, every mission I had to do, because those three hung out yeah. as their grouping, I didn't really enjoy them. So did you, dialogue. did you find their secondary base where you get to do all the side quests for them yeah okay and you didn't like them i like some of the side quests because i believe that's or maybe it's just the area where you get the disaster artist mission yeah it's the same area same area but um it was whatever really i i love that they were included in this game i i really love that they included them it's just eh. (laughs) (laughs) like the mission where bricks walking you through saving bloodwing yeah or bloodwing 2 whatever its name is yeah and then Mordecai keeps calling. What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm I'm right here. And Brick's like, oh, um, I'm just hiding it from you. It's yeah. like, eh. I I enjoyed it. I, I like that they included it. them. I kind of Brick has been underutilized so far, so I like seeing him again in this game, and seeing grown up Tina was oh, it was cool. I like baby Tina better, like in two. It's more like. Innocent, it's like pure innocent um, psycho. Yeah. You know? And I like the younger Tiny Tina, too. Yeah, I like Because things were more funny when she'd, like, blow them up. Yeah. Like this four-year-old girl telling you to blow people up. But for me, at the same time, Mordecai's been my favorite character ever since Borderlands 1. Yeah. Um. So having him in this game was... It, it was enjoyable. And doing, like, those extra quests. And I don't know if you did the quest where um, Mordecai takes you to the birthday party of a girl that he's training. That was funny. It was funny. <laughs> just like, because the dad. Oh my god, let's talk about this quest. Then we're going to talk about the disaster artist quest. Because you get this quest, Mordecai's okay, we're going to this birthday party of like this vault hunter I've been training. And it's on the top of like this um, Acropolis. You climb up like this yeah. skinny mountain. And then the dad, the, the girl had died. Yeah. And then this dad is still throwing a birthday party. And you're playing a bunch of mini games. So there's one like, shoot, shoot these. Um, not skags what are the, the, the racks out of the sky and I, and try and break her record but as you're getting closer and closer to breaking her record the dad's like oh you're really gonna break my dead little girl's record eh? 
<laughs> really, and then there's a, a mission, like a mini game where you're eating cake, and it's easy. You just press E on the cake, and you gotta eat like five. And he's like, "Oh, th- this was my dead daughter's favorite thing to do, and you're just gonna break her record like that." Eh? <laughs> but like before that, he's chirping you that there's no way you can beat her records. Yeah. Um. So it's really funny. Did you? beat them all no I I felt so bad at a certain point I was fine until Mordecai was like hey like this is all he has left like just chill (laughs) because I I was beating them up to that point and it just I should have just beaten it because who cares (laughs) those characters have nothing to do with the story but uh I just like I actually like felt really guilty once Mordecai kind of lectured me (laughs) about it so I didn't end up doing all of the missions did you um, I beat, like, three of the four, and then I also felt bad, but I was like, I already beat three of them, why do I, and I was like, whatever, I'll let him keep the grenade toss one. Yeah, so, there's that one, and then the disaster room artist mission you The, the to disaster talk. artist? Yeah. yeah, and we had talked about it before, but it's making fun of, um, the director of The Room, and then James Franco and Dave Franco did a movie called The Disaster Artist. Go watch it, because it's actually a really good movie, but in it... James Franco's character I forget the director's real name you know he talks like it's gonna be the best movie ever it's gonna be the coolest thing it's gonna be a real movie ha 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 and then uh, you can talk about the mission a little bit it's so, so the, funny the whole mission is you, he has this movie that he made but uh, one of the cult leaders the bandit leaders next door to where he's standing has stolen the film and broken the projector and like done all this stuff to stop um, from his movie coming out, and he's playing his own film that's like basically cult propaganda. Yeah. And it's just telling people to join the cult. Um, so he sends you on a mission to go get the film and start playing it on the big screen again. So you're going through, you're fighting the enemies, doing the normal Borderlands thing, and then you get to the top. And during this time, he's talking to you. He's doing, like, stupid little quips about, like, finding broken lights and doing different things here and there. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. He broke the light. Go find new one now, please, Vault Hunter. (laughs) And, like, just stuff. Vault Hunter. Just stuff stuff like that, right? And so you go up. You get it. But the best part of this is if you successfully do the mission and play the movie it actually plays the full movie on the screen watch it and it's, it's so, so it's funny. only like a few minutes it's only a few minutes long but it's so funny what they do with it and just the how they flesh out this character that you only see once in the whole game and he has the best dialogue and then he gives his um his, like, his fake best universe or best director in the universe acceptance speech, speech. yeah like the academy <laughs> speech he's like i like to thank all fans for supporting <laughs> because I'm accepting the award for being best director ever in the world. <laughs> Maybe one day you can win it too. Just kidding, I already won it. <laughs> I think the official award was called like the best director of all time in universe forever. <laughs> That's why he's like, just kidding, you can't win it because yeah. I already won it. <laughs> Caleb called me up. He's like, did Gearbox sign you to do voice acting? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, one of your voices that you do is in this game. <laughs> and then when I finally got it, I was like, oh, they're making fun of the disaster artist. Because I had never seen the film prior to yeah. playing it. And he's like, oh, is that where you got the voice from? I was like, yeah. So it, like, it really struck a chord with me when I wa- played that mission and yeah. watched it. I was in Stitches. Yeah, they, they did a really good job with that. And it, it just goes to speak along the level of heart that they put into the specific pop culture references in the different missions that you do. 
and those are just two examples, but there's countless of other ones. Like you said, the Mo- Minds of Mario one earlier, and then there's uh, like old Handsome Jack references, and there's a mission related to him and Angel on one of the the missions that was really cool. And then there's uh, I love the um, it was the whole optional area, the Kilovolt area. Mm. I love all of that. I yeah. thought that was so funny with Moxie and just like. The uh, like he he has the camera following you around and he's just like Vault Hunter and just like the that's the battle royale one right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was really fun and then I loved the, the one stunt double guy that's jumping Chad. off Chad Chad yeah he's jumping with two Ds right? <laughs> he blasts him to the moon yeah. <laughs> and he's just like he jumps off a cliff and then you jump off following him and he's like yo can you patch me up Vault Hunter <laughs> that was extreme and that he's was just extreme. It, 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 it had just touches and stuff like that that added to the quality and the humor um, so the quests in the story overline was really really cool what did you think of the main storyline um, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, the fun in this was, for me, I mean, everything was fun, but, like, the side quests yeah. and the, like, little missions that made fun of pop culture was, like, the very much the highlight for me. Yeah. And then the main quest was just pro- Get, progression. Get like, through it. Like, I enjoyed Troy and Tyreen. I thought they were kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, if... This was 2010, and I was still straightening my hair. I'd be like, dang, Troy's like, the, these guys are the coolest people ever. But, like, you know, for me now, it's like, yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah, so the the main story was... It was fun. It was fine, it was whatever. But I think they followed, like, that Borderlands formula. You get through the game, one of the main characters dies, yeah. and you, you do the thing. Do you already know what happens at the end? Uh, no, not the end. Oh, okay, so I won't necessarily spoil the very ending but it's just going through like the steps of what the Borderlands franchise has done where it's like it happens every time yeah and they really 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 focused on the sirens in this game so if you didn't play Amara you kind of fi- kind of felt like you're on the outside because they have such a heavy focus on um, Lilith uh, Tannis and then whatever the little girl's name is yeah um, and they really try to hit home like Sirens are the only ones that matter in this universe. And meanwhile, you're, like, killing everyone for the sirens, and they're not doing anything but get <laughs> defeated. So it, it put, like, this godhood on being a siren, but didn't commit to it because none of the sirens beat you. <laughs> yeah. Unless you played as Amara, where it would the whole story would make sense because you're yeah. a siren beating all these other sirens. I, I really liked... Um the world building in that sense mm-hmm. how they've crafted this from the first one and like in the second one they're like oh there can only be four sirens in the world at six a, or six yeah. at, at any given time in the world yeah and then the third one really beat the dead horse of like you said sirens are the only important thing in the world yeah but it, it was kind of cool seeing it progress from the first one to yeah. the second one I know the prequel is its own thing yeah but the third one and just looking at it as like if you look at it as, like, um, a saga of sirens, yeah, it's like, that's a really cool story. Yeah, it's but cool. It, but it became more about the sirens and less about the vaults. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so the, the first and one... vault hunting. Yeah, the first one, obviously, the vault was the main thing. There was only the one vault, and that was the Disappointing. And there was only one siren in the game. Yeah. Right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was just her. Lilith was the Lilith. only one. Second one, you're introduced... Lilith's still in the game. You're introduced to a new siren who you play as. She's a playable character. Um, I forget her Maya. name already. Maya. And then there's the uh, angel. 
who's yes. revealed as a siren. Um, so there's three. But in that game, if you play, it's one of the side missions um, where you go back to one of the bases and you're collecting all these audio logs of Handsome Jack talking to the bandits. And in those audio logs, if you listen to it, it specifically references like there's different sirens here and there. Um, one's on this planet, one's missing, one we don't know where it is. And mm-hmm. it, it, it gives you reference to Troy and Tyrene without even probably Gearbox knowing who Tri- Troy and Tyrene were, right? Oh, that's kind of cool. And it, it, it's really interesting hearing, like, in Borderlands 2 specifically, they do talk a lot about the sirens, but in a mysterious way. And if you follow up in this game, all of it holds true to kind of what they said in the second one. Um, so the overall arcing story with the sirens is pretty cool, but if you just play the third game, it kind of falls flat. Um, Troy and Tyreen were cool. I did enjoy them as villains. They were cool, yeah. But it kind of made me not care about sirens as much because I feel like this game kind of overemphasized the sirens, took away from the vault hunters, and then at the end there was no real resolution because most of the sirens are dead now technically and new ones are going to be born so yeah. i have a feeling like the next one's going to have nothing to do with sirens at all that'd be cool bring it more to um because we still don't like where are these vaults coming from yeah. how do how do we yeah what are the vaults and i think they need to bring it back to the, that for yeah border borderlands 4 border worlds whatever they call yeah. it you know and uh next seven years probably though it's going to be hard to outdo themselves again too because they made this idea of the great fault which is a whole planet yeah how do you do that again or how do you beat that right so either they're gonna have to make it bigger where it's like the whole universe is a vault or they're gonna have to downscale it a lot where um you are just a few vault hunters on one planet maybe a more expansive planet but here's the vault there's a great rumor in this vault or there's a great secret in this vault that unlocks secrets to other vaults like they'd have to either scale it down or scale it up to a ridiculous level i don't know what i prefer it depends how they do it but i feel like it's going to be hard going backwards from this point on right and i'm sure there will be a borderlands 4 yeah unless one of the dlcs that they release completely concludes the uh the story of it and they're like we're not doing anymore yeah but i have a hard time believing that they'll kill a franchise that Right. does so so well in terms of numbers and sales and this is my opinion I like don't get me wrong I love Borderlands 3 and like exploring different worlds yeah I way 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 enjoyed Borderlands 1's Borderlands 1 comma or apostrophe S <laughs> style of you have Pandora but like it feels like you can go everywhere on Pandora. in Pandora yeah um and even Borderlands 2 for that matter yeah but maybe it's just the aesthetic I liked in Borderlands 1. Yeah. But, like, I played that game, like, six months ago, before Borderlands 3 came out, mm-hmm. and, like, it holds up. Borderlands to 1. To me, it holds yeah. up. It's a great game. It is a really good game. And um, I don't think it's nostalgia talking, but um, it's like Halo. It's like, what's the best Halo? Halo 3. Is it nostalgia yeah. talking? No, it's just it was the, the best, best Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so do you think it'd, Borderlands... It'd be, it'd be cool if they brought it back to that style like yeah. you said like they have to go massive or scale yeah. down a little bit yeah but the next borderlands is gonna be the 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 one to rule them all right it, it needs to be it can't yeah. just be more borderlands again yeah because we've had borderlands we've had more borderlands then we had more borderlands again yeah what do we, we can't do that a fourth time so do you or think fifth time so do you think borderlands one is better than borderlands three no 
No. Okay. No. You kind of made it seem like that. That's why I wanted to clarify. It's so close to me. Yeah. Um, do you like them for different reasons? Though? I like them for different okay. reasons. Yeah, because Borderlands it's 3... It's that boots on the ground idea, right? Borderlands 3 is definitely the best game that's come out so far in the Borderlands... 100%. Maybe save the Telltale game, because that game's really good. Um, I haven't played that. It's really good. Is it? Uh, different, obviously, but right. really good. But this game... Sorry, Borderlands 3 has so much more going for it and it's a bigger game it's more expansive not that that necessarily makes a game better but i think borderlands 3 just had enough to put it over borderlands 1 um and borderlands 2 because in my eyes the ranking is three two one okay um and i actually like the pre-sequel better than the first one okay just because they added so much that to go back to the first one it felt kind of empty um, in terms of like the the abilities, I actually that's not true. I still like the abilities from in the characters from the first game better than any of the abilities thus far. Because when I built Mordecai, I built a sniper type. I yeah. didn't build like a, a fire alternate type. I bought I I built what he was. Whereas Brick, you could build a fighter type, and then Roland, you could build a an assault type, and each of them fit those classes. Whereas with two pre sequel and three, I felt like they're like more like how do you augment their class, right? Yep. And there's little things here and there, but I think Borderlands 1 had the best one so far. Yeah, and that comes back to, like, a, a preference for me. This is going to be a weird analogy, but mm-hmm. it's, like, games from back then till now, especially with sequels and pre-sequels, and, you know, it. a lot of them seem like, all right, how much cocaine can we dump on this before it overdoses? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you play Borderlands 3, there's explosions everywhere, there's so much going on, yeah. but Borderlands 1, you can see, like, the roots of it, yeah. and it's a little bit, I don't want to call it slow, but it's a little bit slower, more methodical, mm-hmm. but, like, as you, as the series progressed, it's like, <laughs> more, 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 and it's like, that's, like, Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Literally, the first, you yeah, you saw yeah. it. The first three quarters of that movie was like somebody put a line of cocaine, snorted it, and it was like, Star Wars! Because <laughs> action scene, action scene, action yeah. scene, action scene. Where if there's that much action scene, action scene, action scene, action scene, am I missing out on the story? Yeah. I'm not connecting right with these characters. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying Borderlands 3 did that to the extent of what the extreme analogy I'm giving. Yeah. But I can see, like, if things continue on that down that path, I could see how that might become true in my eyes yeah so borderlands 3 did a thing where it felt like they would just wanted to beat everything from borderlands 2 right like so the villain they tried to beat handsome jack which i don't think they succeeded on um the abilities they tried to beat borderlands 2 which i think they did succeed on the guns they obviously succeeded in beating borderlands 2 and it, it was more it's not like how do we make or invigorate Borderlands as a series. It's like, how do we one-up everything in the previous game? Mm -hmm. So I think, like you said, going back to the, like, whatever Borderlands 4 is, I think they either need to upscale it to a point that's fun and conclusive enough that it makes it different enough to be a new fun experience, or they need to scale it back and do it a different way on a minor scale. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, whether... What I really think is that the kid from the kid Siren's going to be one of the main characters in the next oh, game, probably. and then a new three, the underwear guy. Um, <laughs> what's his name um, from the Telltale? Uh, 
uh, Vic. No, not Vic. Yeah. No. Is it? Uh, whatever. Him. He should be in it. Yeah. Vaughn. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, Victor Vaughn. Victor, Victor Vaughn. <laughs> That's probably what I was thinking too. Uh, but yeah. So I think they really need to like decide what they want to do with the series and make it not necessarily God of War it, but make an experience that feels unique but still true to the series. Oh, I say shoot for the stars. Yeah. I say try and God of War it. Really? Yeah. You you would want that much to change about Borderlands? The right things. Okay. People love God of War, then... But uh, you don't want to... God of War 3, but then God of War came out. It's like, should we yeah. change this much? But do you want a complete overhaul of everything that Borderlands is? Not a complete overhaul. Yeah. Keep the keep the heart. Fix some of the, the appendages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, before we just wrap up here, I kind of wanted to briefly talk about the disappointments and what you thought was going to be in it compared to what it is. Yeah. So, for example... I don't, didn't necessarily want this, but I really thought they were going to... Because it's a looter shooter, I thought they were going to go the Destiny route of, okay, we're going to give people armor now. We're going to... Ch- shoulder pads, mm. chest pads, and really complete an armor set, an armor set that gives boosts to these guns yeah. in this class. But then when I played it, I was like, no, Borderlands has always been about the guns. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that the guns is the main thing. Yeah. The only thing that really disappointed me in Borderlands 3 uh, was I thought we were finally going to get some like fun sky warfare where it's like maybe they give us a jetpack where we can jump way in the air and rain down pre-sequel dude just play pre-sequel but like actual vehicles that you can fly around and stuff like that yeah I realize that's hard when you have like this set path world yeah and you have those boundaries Um, but I really thought that Borderlands 3 was going to have something along that along those lines yeah. that was revolutionary, that was new, but like we've been saying, it's just more Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like we said at the beginning of this podcast, fun. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Some of the most fun you'll have playing in a, a shooter, I think. Well, besides Doom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, was there any like disappointments for you or predictions that you really thought were going to happen? So, going into this game... I really followed the media cycle because I don't care about the story. I don't care about, like, really... Because I kind of knew what was going to be in it. So I wasn't scared for spoilers or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I kind of knew what was going to happen and what it was going to be. Um, and it hit all those notes. I'm disappointed that they didn't try to do something new. Like, when you said armor class system, I'm like, that would be a really fun thing to add. Like, if you add something along those lines. Um, but... They, like I said earlier, they just wanted to one-up everything they did in Borderlands 2. Um, I think going forward, as I said earlier, I think they could add certain elements that you said to overhaul it and make it new and interesting. Like, if you added, if you just replicated what you've done with guns already and what you've proved you can do with guns already and add something like an armor class system that adds that extra element, right? And you can, like, change your armor class depending on what enemies you're going to fight like this armor gives me boosts against fire right and if you collect all five sets it gives you an immunity to fire right or all five pieces to the set um if you did something like that that could be cool um if you cross branched cross branched (laughs) different um uh what am i thinking like augmentations and stuff I think if you made them more versatile, that would really help with um, your ability skill trees and stuff. Uh, I really hope they keep the Paragon or the Guardian rank system. 
Yeah, Diablo. Diablo in the head. And I think that there's... They need to add something in the next one for it to, like, really, you know, hit. Because I don't want a Borderlands 3 again. I enjoyed Borderlands 3. I'm happy with what it was, but I don't want another one. I want something If we get more of this... I think if the next Borderlands is more of the same, that's where you're going to see the series decline and end. That's why I'm saying... God of War. Yeah. Go for some rest, shoot for the stars. Yeah. And just add like things enough to make it different, but stay true to what Borderlands is at the same time, yeah. Yep. So wrapping up, what would you give this game? I know it's not a ten for you. No, it's the first ten you won't be giving. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> um I'd probably say all said and done with everything combined that we've talked about and things that I haven't talked about, um, I'd probably give it like an eight point five overall yeah um playing it it feels like a 10 but when you think about it it brings it down right um so 8.5 is probably where i'd settle yeah for and i and i said in my head i wrote the number down it was 82 82 8.2 yeah metacritics metacritics <laughs> eight eight if we have to round it up yeah <laughs> not perfect so much fun yeah if you have friends that you like play with them yeah you'll have an even better time yeah all right. Yeah. So, All right. So maybe next time you come tune in to get, come get Galcast, uh, Vault Hunter, come to listen to best podcast ever in the world. <laughs> and remember, get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> that being we gotta get, we gotta get a better sign up. I know. That being said, I just wanted to end on some things real quick. If you like this episode, please share it. Share oh, yeah. it with your friends. Tell people to to listen to us. Give us a chance. I Tell think. I think we're pretty fun people, so um, don't be afraid to share us with those that you love. Um, let us know what you want us to play next. Next week, we're going to be doing Doom. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a surprise to Nathan, but not really. Um, it was seven bucks on Steam. If, if you're listening to this in the first few days, I think it's a week long, or it's part of the Lunar Week sale. Part of the Lunar, yeah. So go grab it for seven bucks. Canadian. if you're in Canada. Yeah, cheaper if you're in the states. Yeah, five bucks probably in in the states. Yeah, but go grab it quick. Super fun game from what I played. I played the first two levels. Nathan's almost beaten it before, so go give it a shot. Um, anything else you want to say before we close out? Besides get gout. <laughs> no, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us in our called. I mean, in our community. <laughs> <laughs> Tell someone to worship us. <laughs> and uh, play Borderlands Three. Yeah, play it. Hundred percent. It gets the the Gao stamp of approval. <laughs> yes, it does. Bye. <laughs>